0: I'm Micah Boyette, and you're listening to The Slow Way. This is a podcast about the slow goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. It's a quiet space where all of us frantic strivers, serial doers, and weary achievers are invited in for a moment of reflection, an opportunity for prayer and a chance to practice going slow in a world that often values only speed, success, and power. Our culture loves to tell us that life is frantic and there's nothing we can do about it. But friends, we know what's real. The true thing is deep down underneath the surface where love lives. And sometimes, we just have to stop long enough to notice. So here, let's try, have a seat just for a few minutes. Let's go the slow way. Quote, all I am saying is that anyone can do this. Anyone can ask and anyone can bless, whether anyone has authorized you to do it or not. All I am saying is that the world needs you to do this because there is a real shortage of people willing to kneel wherever they are and recognize the holiness, holding its sometimes bony, often tender, always life-giving hand above their heads. That we are able to bless one another at all is evidence that we have been blessed, whether we can remember when or not. That we are willing to bless one another is miracle enough to stagger the very stars. Barbara Brown Taylor, An Altar in the World, A Geography of Faith. I've been working for a couple of years on a manuscript about how raising my son Ace has brought me more fully into Jesus' pronouncement of blessings in the Beatitudes. It's a story of how blessing one another opens us up to a world that includes, dignifies, and celebrates the ones our world has taught us to ignore. The long version of Jesus' pronouncement of blessing is found in Matthew 5. A shorter, more simplified version is in Luke 6. In these passages, Jesus gathers his followers, and probably a few Jesus-curious types, on the side of a hill, in Matthew, or a plain just to keep things exciting, in Luke, and gives them a sermon like nothing they've ever heard before. The story he tells the crowd that sits before him is about what the world should be, God's dream for the world, who deserves dignity, and what gives humans value. And the answers he gives have nothing to do with power, authority, wealth, or status. He's presenting a value system utterly different than the systems in which we humans instinctively operate. The weakest, the impoverished, the mistreated, the misunderstood, these are the ones Jesus holds up as deserving of blessing. My pastor preached last weekend on the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son in Luke 15, and how in each story, the lost thing is given dignity and value. He invited us to, quote, take on this generous imagination that is always looking for the person that is left out, the person who's hurting, the person who has been put out. He said that the church at its best is a provocator of hope. What a beautiful invitation to be someone who provokes hope in others. To be part of a community of people who provoke hope in their neighborhoods and towns and cities. There is some significant connection between practicing Jesus' generous imagination and the calling to be a provocator of hope. How do we become people who live in the generous imagination of Jesus, whose lives and work and presence in the world leads to more hope? What if the way into the generosity of Jesus is found in becoming a person who blesses? to pronounce blessing on one another. Blessing is a wild idea. In her book, An Altar in the World, Barbara Brown Taylor makes the case that we should all be blessing each other, that we should cling to a kind of godly audacity that enables us to hold our hands over one another and call each other good, quote, whether anyone has authorized you to do it or not. But what does it even mean to bless Over and over, scripture tells us to bless, to recognize and act on the value and dignity of one another. Bless and do not curse, it says. But we are a cursing sort of people, aren't we? Pronouncing the failures of others first, keeping blessing all for ourselves because it is easier to do so. Our natural stance is to turn our gaze inward, stare at our own longings. It is harder to search for the glory of God in the people, creatures, and things already around us. But blessed has become the hashtag of the happy ones, the word we use to sound like we don't believe in luck. We believe in a higher power orchestrating our lives. Sometimes that's good, except for when it's pretense, except for when we're saying that our blessings are somehow proof of God's choice to make our life easier than someone else's. My journey of raising ACE and losing my dad this past year to brain cancer has taught me over and over that easy is rarely the same thing as good. And blessing is rarely the same thing as easy. I'm not blessed because I find a parking spot. I'm not blessed because my house is bigger than someone else's. If another woman's seven-year-old is verbal and growing at a typical pace, she is certainly not more blessed than I am because my son has more challenges. Blessing is more beautiful and complex than our simplistic categories of good and bad. So I've been reclaiming blessing, not as something we get if we're lucky or pious enough, but blessing as a gift by which we honor one another It is taking something ordinary and pronouncing it remarkable, sacred. Barbara Brown Taylor says the act of blessing is not so much the work of conferring holiness as it is the hope filled task of recognizing and acknowledging the holiness already there. What if we release that other notion of blessing, the one that can make us feel small or unseen by God, What if instead we look for ways to share in God's audacity, to boldly call the world around us good? What if we become liberal and excessive with our holy pronouncing, blessing the garden, blessing the houses of our neighbors, silently blessing the lady who breathes too loud in bar class and the kid who makes your kid feel rejected? What if we begin to live like the stories Jesus tells in his parables of lost things, where we recognize all around us that there is dignity and value to the people and things we pass by in our lives. What if we begin to live like priests? Because we are, friends, we are priests of a God who does not exclude, a God whose love is ridiculously loud and outrageous. I want to live in that inclusive, outrageous love and I want to be the blesser. We are invited to model the extravagance of a God who gives love freely, believing that there is always enough blessing to go around. So let's be provocators of hope. Let's learn to see the glory around us cultivate a life of holy things. Let's hold our hands over foreheads and shoestrings, babies and strangers, Passeroles and glasses of wine and call them holy. Let's learn to bless so we forget how to curse. A slow practice. This week's practice is not something you can accomplish in the next five minutes. It's a practice of our days, something I would love for you to come back to over and over this week. I want us to practice blessing. I think the simplest blessings are found in the particular, so you don't have to have something profound to say. As Barbara Brown Taylor reminds us, we can simply notice the stick on the ground and wonder what it has been through to be there before us did it grow? What creatures sat on it? How long did it live connected to a tree? She says, the more you become aware, the more blessings you will find. So here's what I want us to do. I want us to find our own simple blessing to carry with us into our days. To whisper to our cat when she curls into our laps. To speak into our toddler's ear when we're helping put on shoes before school. To think silently as we approach the postal worker behind the counter, or the grocery checkout clerk, or to say out loud when someone cuts us off in traffic. Here are some ideas. I bless you. You are a dream of God coming true. I bless you with the overflowing love of God. I bless you
1: with
0: peace that comes from the nearness of God. I bless you with purpose because you have value and dignity. There are so many ways to pray a blessing and there are no magic words. The invitation to bless one another is found first in noticing who is deserving of our blessings, which is to say, everyone, and we go from there. Let's take a minute to practice. Take a breath with me. As you breathe in, use your generous imagination to consider the face or name of someone or something in your life of value and dignity. As you breathe out, simply say, bless them or bless it. Breathe in, breathe out, let's spend some time in silence practicing becoming people who bless. Thanks for listening to The Slow Way. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here with me is no small thing. When we move even for a few minutes at a pace that refuses to conform with the culture around us, we make space for God, for wisdom, for a vision of ourselves and others that can only be seen when we take the time to pay attention. What I'm trying to say is we make space for love, The well-done us. I'm proud. I want to thank Val Schlieder for managing my social media, Jason Boyette for designing our slow-way graphic, and the wonderful Angelina Marie for editing. If you're interested in more words on the slow way, you can sign up for my newsletter at micahboyette.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at micahboyette, and find my book found wherever books are sold. I would so appreciate it if you could take the time to review this away on Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps people find us. Thanks for listening today. Now go and bless everything friend. I'll be here next week. I hope you will too.